Big story here in Washington, D.C. is the fight or struggle to select a new House Speaker. Today, Congressman Jim Jordan failed to clinch enough votes to win the job again. The House is set to vote again. That will be a third time tomorrow at noon. This comes as CNN is learning that Jordan's opponents have been deploying an interesting strategy on how to pressure the Ohio Republicans to drop out. They're drawing straws for who will vote against Jordan on each ballot so that the opposition to his candidacy appears to grow. The House has now been without a speaker for two weeks after Kevin McCarthy was ousted. With us now to discuss Republican Congressman Don Bacon of Nebraska. He voted against Jim Jordan for speaker on both ballots. Uh, Congressman, uh, thanks so much for joining us. So we've seen, you, we've seen a, what some would call a pressure campaign. Others are calling a bullying campaign against individuals who aren't on the Jordan train. Sadly, your wife got some ugly anonymous text messages warning her to convince you to back Jordan in the speaker vote. One of them read, quote, why is your husband causing chaos by not supporting Jim Jordan? I thought he was a team player. Your wife responds, who is this? And then, oh, now you have nothing to say. This person texts again. Your husband will not hold any political office ever again. What a disappointment and failure he is. People are pretty tough when they're anonymous. Um, but that's pretty ugly stuff to send it to your wife. I see from your mm -hmm. vote today, it obviously did not have the desired effect. You know, I'm a 30-year Air Force guy, a retired general, commanded five times, deployed four times, a lot of flying squadron in combat. Uh, so if they think a pressure campaign or bullying campaign is going to work with me, it's not. In fact, it's angered me. It's angered my good friend, Steve Womack, who's a retired colonel, for example, and Mario Diaz-Balart. He's angered. The way to get to us is through an intellectual discussion and to work through the, the concerns we have. But to threaten us with primaries, threaten us with the shenanigans and sending you know, anonymous texts and phone calls. They were calling my wife anonymously as well. She's recorded some of them. And uh, so it's, it's wrong. There's, some folks are so mad, they don't mind what boundaries they cross, but it's not right. We can, we can like each other and still disagree, but some people don't have that ability. Has that ever happened to you before, your, your wife getting nasty phone calls and texts like that? No, one time they had people, there was people screaming at her in the neighborhood, and so she didn't like that. I guess I'm used to it more. Uh, so she does get a little bit, but obviously I get the 98 or 99% of that, but it's not right to take it on on family. And like I say, she was not angry last night. She just shared it with me, and I said, well, send it to me because uh, it's not right. And so I released it, and I, I appreciate you covering it. We got to do better in our country. We can debate politics and still not treat each other terribly and, and, and wrongfully. We should be able to be respectful in our debate. So, in fact, Jordan is, is doing worse than he did yesterday. He had fewer votes than he did yesterday. A spokesman for Jordan said he's not dropping out. We're going to keep going. Um, do, you, do you see Jordan getting to 217? anytime soon, or do you think he's going to keep doing worse and worse? I believe he's done. He needs to say, he needs to withdraw from this. Uh, he's going to lose more votes tomorrow. I know it. I already have. I know who's going to cross over and change. He doesn't have any pathway forward to 217. And there's two different reasons why. You have some group that's worked with him going back 10 years, and they've worked with him on appropriations, uh, more senior folks where he's caught, created a lot of chaos. I'm in the other camp where I don't like how he got here, right? We, he got here with a small number of Jordan backers who eight of them, for example, seven of them backed him, uh, but there was eight total, 
that was vacated the chair on Kevin McCarthy. Our rules state in the Republican conference, you got to have 112, right? And they came in with eight and violated our rules. They followed the rules, you had to have 112. And then we voted for Steve Scalise, uh, and, we, and he got the majority vote. And then we had five Jordan backers say they would never vote for Steve, right, but would only vote for Jim Jordan, right after Steve won. And also, at the same time, Jim Jordan told everybody that he would only get behind Steve if he had 217 votes. That is not our rules. Once, in our rules, if you get the majority, you get behind that person, whoever has the majority, and you vote together on the floor. And so that, that, was, that, that was the straw that broke my camel's back there when those five Jordan folks said they would never vote for Steve right after the election, but only for Jim. And Steve was there, and he didn't speak up, which makes, means that he is somewhat complicit. You can't play a game where I'm the only guy playing by the rules and the other guy is not. It's not American. We believe in fairness and that the law applies to everybody. And that wasn't the case with a small group of individuals here. But I have, I have to ask you, I mean, I hear what you're saying about all of this, but Jim Jordan was part of the effort to overturn the presidential election. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, did that bother you? Well, I disagree with it. Obviously, I voted to certify the election. Uh, but truth be told, about half of our conference had, on some of those states, didn't vote, vote to. Uh, Two thirds of your conference. Had, right. I, I'm not that one. I'm not one of those guys who did. I thought it was our constitutional duty uh, to, to, to do that. But yes, it bothered me. Uh, but our rules would be if we debate, we put all of them together, and once you get a majority, you should get behind them. I didn't vote for Jim Jordan. I voted for Kevin McCarthy, and I voted for Steve Scalise. But our rules are you support the winner of this. But yeah. in this case, our, we were never respected in that. Every, at every turn, a small group went against the majority and were able to kick out McCarthy and block Steve. And so th at that point, you can't, you can't play in an unlevel playing field. That was what was going on. So who's going to be your speaker? Is Patrick McHenry going to get it by default, do you think? I think he's one of the most likely guys to do it. He's reluctant, which makes him one of the best. Uh, he has a respect from everybody in the conference. I think Kevin McCarthy still has a good chance to be our next speaker, uh, frankly. There's other people. Tom Cole, uh, a great guy from Oklahoma, widely respected. We have younger folks like uh, Congressman Green from Tennessee or Congressman Hearn from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. We have folks that can win 218 votes. What happened here is you had two people that the Jordan team, not Jordan himself necessarily, but they undermined them, which gave Jim Jordan a lot of baggage because we were all angry about how the other two were treated. And that's, yeah. I think we, could, we should clean the slate and, and start anew. All right, Congressman Don Bacon from Thank Nebraska. You. Good to see you, sir. Always, always a pleasure. Thank you.